This episode of the Jason Cavendish Experience is a replay of when I took part in a fireside chat with Ted Gio, founder and CEO of Think Impact. We talked about a great many things and a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Jason Cavendish Experience. Here at Cavendish HR, we have some exciting news to share. We are doing a rewards-based crowdfunding campaign for Cavendish HR starting March 2nd. We are doing this rewards-based crowdfunding campaign to continue the build-out of Cavendish HR. Our rewards include Cavendish HR t-shirts, social media outreach for your new company, ebooks, webinars, and more. You can go to the Cavendish HR Indiegogo link at https colon backslash backslash cavendishhr.co slash crowdfunding to donate and for more info. Thank you for your time today and remember to be great every day. This is the Jason Kavnis Experience, hosted by Jason Kavnis. Join Jason as he talks to small business owners and startup founders and other interesting people as we gain great insights about business, people, leadership, HR, and how each guest strives to be great every day. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Tadish I'm the founder and CEO of Think Impact. We are a marketing agency based out of Rochester Hills, Michigan. Today, I'm very fortunate to have Mr. Jason Kavnis of Kavnis HR uh, with us. And Jason, thanks for accommodating our interview. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks for being here today. No, I appreciate you to give me this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Thank you. But, and thank you for everything you're doing. For sure. Thank you. Um, and just as a little background backstory, um, as I was actually very fortunate to be able, uh, was able to be fortunate to be featured on Jason's Kavnis, Javis, Jason Kavnis's uh, podcast called the Kavnis HR Experience. So whoever's listening, please feel free to check out his um, podcast as well. He has, he always has great guests and great uh, business insights. Um, so Jason and I kind of know each other from the Hack Diversity event, which was a um, diversity event that was put on in Seattle. Um, but for J uh, Jason, if you don't mind, for those that are tuning in, um, can you please provide a little background about yourself? Yes. Uh, so uh, born and raised in the greatest state of Texas. Um, I have a, a master's in human relations at Columbia University. I'm actually a retired Army officer, 25 years in the Army, eight years enlisted, 17 years of officer. And then, you know, I think I'm saying say most retired officers don't get to take a startup right. It's like it's not what's done right. And so I got involved. It's like this by happenstance. So, and before I go any further, another thing I want to point out is I'm a, a, on the Meyer Briggs test. I'm an INFJ. And like suppose only 1% of us are INFJ. So I think INFJ is like the introvert, introvert, right? It was kind of curious, like, you know, like I don't like small talk. Like someone meets me at a, at a, you know, at a networking event. Do I really care how the weather is? Probably not. Do I really care how your football team? Probably not, right? But, I love to get in front of people and talk, right? Like, I just, I really like getting in front of people and talk, which is, is kind of weird, you know? And I also like doing is like, if I'm like, I like to people watch, right? Like, I like to go to Starbucks and be in the corner of my computer. Like, don't talk to me, right? But I'll listen to everyone else, right? So, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. But suppose only 1% of us are like this. So, we definitely think differently. So, back when I got involved in taking a startup. So, back when I retired in 2015, back then the Army would say, hey, go on LinkedIn and find a job, connect with people. First of all, what's LinkedIn, right? We had no idea what this right. So we figured it out. So I'm LinkedIn to reach out to people and saying, hey, I'm Jason, blah, blah, blah. And this person named Mark Monroe reached out to me. He said, hey, Jason, my name is Mark Monroe. 
have a startup come on your fold. We want to have veterans and college graduates find jobs. Use a skills test because we don't think the resumes helps you a lot find a job, right? You're at a disadvantage, right? Can we meet in person? You tell me, how's always going to help you find a job? Sure, no problem. One question for you. What the blank is a startup? Like, I had no clue to all kinds of like, you can't start a company. Companies already exist, right? There's already Amazon and Boeing. I like, can't start a company. We're talking about, right? So, you know, he laughed at everything we met. He even like a crash course one on one on startups, right? Like, like um, MVP, product market fit, you know, that kind of things. And a light bulb goes on my head. Um, Mark, you never seen about HR, right? I said, oh, startups going to do HR to way down the road, right? We've got to focus on other things. And by now, I was like pretty intrigued by the startups. Like, it's pretty interesting, right? Like, man, this is, you know, something I want to do. No light bulb goes off. Say, hey, Mark, you know, um, this stuff seems pretty interesting to me. You should let me join your startup so I can learn it, right? You said I could be good critical chemistry. And, you know, he said, let me think about it. But me being me, I pretty much hired myself, right? I still go to meetings, so I go to network events, you know, start just showing like doing stuff, right? Uh, interesting side note, the person who did our um, marketing and the person who did our, our UX UI design both graduated from high school, my daughter, in South Korea in 2007, or was it maybe 2006. So, and we found out maybe two months later that we knew each other, right? Like, are you like, are you actually warning us that? Yeah. And you know, so that's pretty interesting, right? Too, right? So that's pretty cool. You know, like most stuff didn't make it, right? So after two years, they, you know, they didn't make it. And like I said, in everything that from coding is not like, I would all the, I pretty that. It was, there's some of these tech startups in Seattle. I was there like Monday through Sunday, right? Meet people, do networking, stuff like that. And like, I noticed like, man, none of these startups have HR. Like, I'm like, of course, a few do that lot of funny, right? But most didn't, right? And when the time was for my uh, folks to come to the end, I was like, man, maybe it's a business I can do. You know, that's how you do your business research. According to the Small Business Administration, I think Dun and Bradstreet, Anytime Research, and these other organizations, there's five million companies in the United States with 49 or fewer people. And recent 49 versus 55 or 60. In HR, all the complicated start, stuff starts at 50, like, you know, Obamacare, benefits, FMLA, all starts at 50, right? And I, you know, I don't want to do that yet, right? And so, and most of these companies don't have HR because HR person like me is like 50 to 80,000 per year plus benefits. Of course, they can't afford that, right? Like, are you kidding me? And then you have the HR consultants. And HR consultants, that's who we want to put our business. Don't be wrong, there's a few good ones, right? But majority of them overcharge the price to undeliver value. And they had like horrible user experiences, their websites, you know, crap, you know. And like, they'll do stuff like charge a small business $300 an hour. And the business owner will say, and then, and then and the HR consultant tells tell the small business owner, well, you know, you need an employee handbook. Well, of course I know that. That's why I hired you. When can you make it for me? Oh, no, I only consult. You know, I only tell you what you need. Like, are you kidding me? So you tell the small business owner who's struggling, he has to pay you $300 an hour and you still have to do the work. It makes no sense, right? And then we all know like companies like, you know, the big HR companies, what's so our own name. If you Google them, like if you Google blank HR company, customer service, it's, you know, you got all these bad reviews, right? And then, and of course, they tell you validate your idea. And so I talked like 331 small business owners over a six-month time period. It's more detailed than this, but basically, would you pay for HR if you do what you wanted? Uh, and I talked to people you know, all across the nation, like they send LinkedIn messages, met, meeting person, you know. And one thing I would tell your audience, like, um, people want to help you, right? You just, ask, you just have to ask, right? And find the time. And of course, you got to get some value too, right? And, and good thing for me at the time, I had a podcast going on. I was able to say, hey, do you want to be a guest on podcast? And most turned it down, most just answered the question, but I was able to say, hey, you know, no string attached. I also have the podcast too, right? So you got to give some kind of value, right? And make mm -hmm. it worth the time. Sure. Um, so the 331 people, 31% said yes. 19% said, well, I don't know. And 10% said they would never, ever, 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 ever pay for HR, right? Because they waste of time, right? 
So based on that, I, had, I thought I had enough to go on it. So that's kind of how the company got started and kind of the background. I got involved in tech and startups. And that, yeah. But I really haven't, I'm, when you look at me, you don't, you don't, I don't like the stereotypical tech founder, right? Like, retired yeah, army officer, sure. stuff, you know, like, yeah, most retired army people, you know, right now on the, on the porch swinging or the government job, I just said, like people, my kids tell me, I'll talk, what are you doing? Right. You should be like drinking beer and playing off. Like, I can't do it. Like I, I'd go batshit crazy. Yeah. No, I mean, I completely relate uh, to to that story. I mean, I can't sit for hours on end doing nothing. It, it, I think I would go, go nuts as well. Um, I think maybe that's just entrepreneurialism within us um, as well. Um, so um, I know there were like, we kind of touched on the HR part of it. I was just wondering if you could maybe talk about like the early days of Kavnis HR um, I'm sure like every other entrepreneur out there, you probably face some roadblocks and maybe forming the podcast or kind of maybe some roadblocks that you hit along the way. Can you sh- talk a little about that and, and kind of the strategies that you overcame when you hit those roadblocks? Yeah. Part of a question was the thing you don't know, you don't know. So you might think, you know, but you really don't, you know, and then like there's knowledge out there, like, like something simple, like, you know, it's like Google Analytics, right? Like, no, I know Google Analytics, how to hook it up. When I first started out, like what's Google Analytics, right? I mean, you easily don't know. And then, you know, another piece too, there's all these people and some of them, I think a lot of them have good intentions, right? But a lot of people won't give you advice, right? And one thing I'll say, tell people too, like, and one, one mistake I did, I would pay for stuff too soon, right? I was like, okay, I don't really need a sales platform now. I'm not ready for it, but they're offered for 50% off for one year, right? Mm-hmm. But then six months later, you've never used it. Like, man, I've wasted this money, right? So I made those mistakes a lot of times. And then and maybe I probably listen to people I shouldn't listen to in the past, you know, but you really don't know what good, good advice is, right? Until you implement it, right? And then it's, it's from the lens too, right? It might've worked for them back in, you know, 2006. Does it work for you now? I mean, maybe it does, maybe it don't. And of course, there are a few people out there like want to charge you money and scam you. And I think those people are pretty obvious, but definitely be aware of the advice you take. And, you know, and wait till the rest limit to pay money if you have to, if you can, right? I mean, of course you got to pay money for some things, right? Like you have to pay for hosting and domains and, you know, different items, but definitely hold off for money. Don't, don't make the mistake idea that just paying for stuff too soon. Just because that like a special deal or something, right? And and another thing too, like there's there's so many things people doing great things, right? So you gotta keep in mind too. And another thing to talk about too, like you know, you know, the stats are like startups and small business, like we fail at 95% of the time. You hear all the time you're gonna fail, you're not gonna make it. But I'll say, like, you know, you have to expect success sometimes, right? You have to like like me, I I fantasize, you know, every once in a while. Like, what do I do if I did raise three million dollars, you know? What would I do if I did get a hundred customers, you know, how, and those are, you know, like what's, what's the song, more problems, more money or something like that, more money, more problems. Mm-hmm. Like if you do raise $3 million, you know, you got to perform, right? You got like, you got to hire people. You got to put stuff together, right? And $3 million is not a lot of money. You have a business, right? Because a, a good person, regardless of the, if they're software development, marketing, sales, it's going to be at least $75,000 for someone decent, right? Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that's, so that money goes, goes very quickly, right? And another thing I was talking about too is um, you got to keep a positive attitude. And um, another thing too, like if you're married or family or close friends, man, it, it's just a great help that they support you, right? And like, it can't yeah. be enough where they say, well, I'll let you do what you, you want to do for two years. You know, you got to cut off, right? I mean, that's actually really behind your corner, right? Because it's, it's, it's going to be a struggle for four or five years. Like if you, if you have like your spouse telling you, like sending you job postings every six months, Hey, here's a job you can do. Are you going to apply for it? Or, you mm-hmm. know, like, uh, I mean, it's not coming. It's like that, you know, that's, that's not been a first right. You definitely got to make sure your close family is, is behind you 100%. And I think I remember too, like, no one's going to understand what you're doing, right? They might say they do, they don't, right? I mean, they don't, like, they, they just don't. 
I mean, they have no idea what you're doing, right? Like, like my wife all the time to say, "What are you doing on your phone all the time?" And I try to explain to her, all, it's, you know, "I have to be on my phone, right?" Right. Like, well, what are you doing? Like, so like, who are you texting? Like, I'm not texting. I'm, I'm posting some of the social media, or you know, I'm talking to a customer, right? and, and she doesn't get it, right? And yeah. those things have to work through. And and you, and you got to be a very positive person, right? I would say if you're neg- like, I'm probably too negative, and and, and I got to work on that. But if you're like a negative, negative person, man, it, it's a struggle, right? Because it's you're gonna hear no so many times. It's just and what, I mean, the bottom line, you got to believe in yourself, right? And surround yourself with people who are going to believe in you. You have to believe in yourself. You have to expect success. You have to realize that, hey, I'm going to figure this out. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, I, I think those are all great tips and, and definitely it's important, especially in the entrepreneurial ecosystem. I think a lot of people think or have a misnomer of, you know, you're, you're your own boss and, you know, you can kind of relax a little bit when in fact it's, it's, it's a grind. Yeah. It, yeah. You don't have a, you don't have a boss. You have multiple bosses now, the <laughs> vendors, the customers, you know, yeah, you have multiple bosses. And then, you know, a lot of people say, I want my own company. So, I don't have to work 40 hours. Oh no, you don't work 40 hours no more. No, not even close. <laughs> more like 60 to 70 hours. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. like, I, don't, I don't do my company because I can know I could drink a beer with the boys from like one to two in the afternoon on Monday afternoon. You can do it all day long. I do that. It wasn't myself, you know, go drink, yeah. a, smoke a cigar, have a couple of beers, you know, hang out, you know. But then, you know, where am I Saturday? Where am I Sunday? You know, we're at eight o'clock at night, right? Right. There's a cost to everything. For sure. No, absolutely. Completely. Um, so obviously, um, you know, as you kind of t- touched on um, the HR part of it, there was any um, any possible field that you could have picked to start a business. What are there specific? Um, I know, and I know, you kind of alluded to this earlier, but are there if you can kind of um, uh, talk more about it? Were there any specific points that drove you specifically to far- form an HR driven um, business? Um, I know we kind of talked about it earlier, but I was just wondering if you could expand on that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, basically, when I was, when I was like starting to think about starting business, doing the startup stuff, you know, everything I read was said like, you know, you should do it on something you're passionate about, something you like have some knowledge about, right? So I'm passionate about HR. I had like, I did it for 25 years in the military. I had an HR manager job, HR director job. After I got out of the military, I kind of knew HR. Everything I read said, you know, if you if you do a startup with an idea to make money, it's probably not the thing to do, right? You're gonna end up stopping, right? So. And plus, like I'm, I'm pretty nice by HR. Now, don't be wrong. In my point, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know HR is pretty simple, right? If you can read, you can figure HR. But basically, like, I didn't want to start like a, um, I don't want to be something involved with tech too. You know, I'm interested in tech, but I didn't want to start, like, you know, like an AI company or like you know, like a sales company. Something I didn't really know. So HR is something I knew I was comfortable with. And pretty much, you know, if you answer any kind of HR question, though, I'm pretty comfortable. I can I can figure that answer right. And just I was just comfortable with that. I had a passion for it, and I think HR is important. You know. Mm-hmm. For sure. No, absolutely. I mean, even in, in big companies, that's um, in some case, cases, the, the backbone of, you know, hiring decisions, um, you know, benefits, compensation. So now it, it plays a very integral role in a company as well. Um, so for that was one question. And I have some other questions, but I want to to uh, let you touch on, I know Cabinets HR has a very exciting um, Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign. Um, that, that you guys are doing. And so I was wondering if, if you want to tell our listeners about that and, and how it works and um, what the end goal is maybe um, of this campaign. Yes. So I'll give some back from there first. So, you know, before I would never thought about doing a crowdfunding campaign. I always thought crowdfunding is like a Kickstarter, you know, you're someone who's making a, bo- a water bottle or a skateboard, it's not like a hardcore product, right? But I have a friend, he's a military veteran too out of Austin. 
And his company, he's a software company. His company is like doing like a, uh, like Airbnb for people who do military PSS moves, right? And he did an equity-based crowdfunding, minus reward-based, but he did an equity crowdfunding campaign. I want to say it was Seed Fest or Seed Invest. And, and he was like $425,000. And I just happened, he did a LinkedIn post. I would never know if he did a LinkedIn post, right? I started like, whoa, what, what, what? You know what's going on here, right? That's a lot of money. So I talked to him. He told me everything. I'm like, okay, let me like do more research. I need more research. Like, maybe, maybe there's something I could do, right? You know, another another reason I did it too, because like I think I already validated my product, validated my idea, but I think this is another way to validate, right? If I, so, mm-hmm. validate idea again, and another two when I start fundraising, right? You know, if it's successful, I could go to the, the VCs, the angels, and say, hey, I did crowdfunding, of course, put in a pitch check, or crowdfunder raise, you know, X amount of dollars back by X amount of money, right? I think just be more impressive like that, right? And so that's the I did, did the crowdfunding. So the the crowdfunding campaign. The, uh, you know, you have to, you know, I asked someone that could solve me on it. So there's like two goals. There's a puppet goal, which is $25,000. And they always say, make that as low as possible, right? Cause like two the example is like, suppose I'm, I say I'm raising $25,000 and someone else is raising a hundred thousand. And let's say I buy 25,000, I actually raise 50,000. So that's like, I, I don't know the math, but say that's 200% of my goal, right? It looks good. I raise 20%. And I said, other company raised $75,000. Well, even though that's more than 50,000, they only met 75% of the goal. So that's the negative on them, right? If that makes any sense, is what I've mm-hmm. told. So the public's 25,000, like internally, probably like you don't want to raise as much money as you can. Uh, so far, like a lot of people are sharing, you know, a lot of the people doing videos, testimonials, you know, like, you know, just to, like, and another challenge too, and a part of being negative, like 99% of the people are positive, right? There's always those one those people, right? Like one person, we're like, we're like first connection on LinkedIn. So I was like sending like direct sales network messages, like videos, all this kind of stuff, right? Like it's really time consuming. He replied and said, Hey, Jason, I remember giving you permission to send me a sales network message. Like I think I was like, what? Like first connection, I don't need your permission, right? Said yeah. whatever, right? You know, like someone else said, this is a shitty process, you know, this would be more personalized, like, you know, just stuff like that, you know, but for the most part, you know, people are sharing, you know, people are like, you know, and it's hard, hard to connect time. People are like, I can't donate, but I'm sure, you know, people do give what they can, you know. And of course, they, oh, no, that's another thing to uh, bring up too. Like as an entrepreneur, I've learned too, like, and I think a lot of people tell you this too, like, it's like the people close to you or like you're like close friends, close family. You ask like, you know, can you share my social media posts? And they never do it, right? Like, mm-hmm. can you like my, like, like my page? Oh, I haven't done it yet. No, you haven't done it yet, right? Sure. Like, are you kidding me, right? And like some, <laughs> like random stranger, like you might like, and they like support you like more, right? It's always thought that was kind of weird, right? It's like, and this is how it is, right? For sure. And like, I had a co- talk with someone, someone on a podcast, they're like, you know, why is that? And they're like, well, why, how come they don't understand this is going to help me? That like, Well, it's not their job to understand, right? You know, you have to convince them to understand right. and do it for you, right? I always thought this was kind of like weird, right? All these like, like pretty much random strangers, you know, like I had one person, like we're on LinkedIn and we're like, we, we could like talk once in a blue moon. And man, this person like did a video for me, share stuff on my, I mean, she went all out of me. And like, I'm gonna have to, I was all out of me. I'm going to hire this person. I have got fundraising, right? She did so much for me, right? right? And other people, like close friends and family, like, you know, what, what are you doing for me? Like, are you kidding me? And that's <laughs> this how it is, right? You just gotta accept it, you know, go with the flow, so to speak. Yeah. And be positive. For sure. No, I mean, yeah, to your point, like different personalities, that's, that's always one thing that's set in common, I guess, within entrepreneurship, you get different with different personalities and kind of having to adjust to that. And so, yeah, and with the California campaign, of course, you know, I'm all over social media, like LinkedIn, TikTok, blah, blah, blah. And like, thought I'd done a better job, like, you know, maybe like doing a better job. Okay. 
I send John Bob a Facebook message. Maybe I'll send him a LinkedIn message tomorrow, right? But you no, know, I don't have the people resources. Right? So people come back, God, you're spamming me. Like, well, actually, I'm not spamming you, right? Yeah. And I was just different than spam. You know, it's how to work through that sometimes. Okay. This person complained, you know, don't send them nothing ever again, right? As far as the crafting campaign, right? So I, I could have maybe done a better job of quote unquote not spamming people as they say, you know, but it's hard, hard to do with all the connections I have, you know. Right, for sure. Um, so is there a website or, or how can people contribute? Yes, what are the different yes. ways? <laughs> Thanks for reminding me about that. I forgot all about that. Yeah. For so sure. the link is on HTTPS CavendishHR.co slash crowdfunding. HTTPS CavendishHR.co slash crowdfunding. Of course, you can reach out to me too. And there's, of course, you can donate any, any kind of money you want to. But if you donate $10, I'll give you a public thank you. So I do, I'll, I'll put like, you know, I want to thank, you know, at David Smith, you know, and I, I do on, if we're, if we're like taking on LinkedIn and Facebook, I'll do it on there. I want to thank, you know, at David Smith for his, Supporting the Kevin HR campaign. I really appreciate you, blah, blah, blah. To learn more, I'll give the link. And then uh, $75, 70 or 75, I'll give you a t shirt. Uh, then there's like a webinar, e, 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 uh, e web ebooks. And also for, for 250, if you do shift 250, I do like a, a social media blast, right? So I'll blast you and your company links across social media. Uh, maybe you have you on the podcast or this kind of stuff, you know. And then um, I give like a real, if you, if you actually sign up for the HR, I give it like a real big discount on, on if you sign up now to, to the crowdfunding campaign. I can't remember the numbers, like 25, 30% off, you know, I have to look at the numbers, but I give it a good, big, big, big discount on that. That's good. So, so everyone that's watching this, please, uh, please contribute to the Kavanaugh's HR Indiegogo campaign. Uh, Jason, Jason, I'm sure will will appreciate it. Yes. Um, sounds good. So I guess just a couple, couple more questions here. Um, you know, obviously HR is is also kind of a competitive field with kind of small companies like yours kind of formulating the, the HR framework. So kind of with the developing landscape, I guess, in the, on the tech side of it, where do you see HR trending towards or, or what kind of technologies do you see um, HR companies using um, either in the short term or, or long term? Yeah. So there is a lot of competition in the market. It's like, Last time I checked, there's like 7,200 companies doing this, right? And from HR, one HR, one person, HR consultant becoming like ADP, right? Uh, so there's, 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 there's a lot of competitions out there. Um, and of course, in the HR, there's a breakdown we call it old HR, new HR. And like, not you know, my age, you know, this is like metallic thought process. Old HR, like, you, know, you might have an HR person, HR company, and that you might ask the HR person, hey, uh, HR person, do you know what someone's on marketing is doing this? Well, I don't care. I don't work in marketing. It's my job, bro. You know, right? Or, hey, HR person, um, so-and-so needs to talk to you. They can't come after work. Well, I'll leave it at five and I could talk to them, right? Or the new HR, like, no more, like, you know, like, like more collab, like, do stuff like that. And a big difference, too, like, old HR, they're like, like, it's all about compliance, right? It's black and white. There's no right or wrong, right? Where new HR is more like, okay, they care about compliance. You got you know, to obey the law, but, you know, can you work around things, you know? And, and the big example is, like, Let's suppose you have a company and your best, you have a, a person like by far your best person, right? Like not even close. Like he just outperforms everyone. But you have and you have a rule that says you miss work for three days, like the excuse, like you just disappear for three days, you get you get fired. This person is gonna work for three days. And so the ODHR HR person is gonna say, Well, we gotta fire him, right? I don't care about any of that stuff, right? New HR that I said well, would be like, okay, well, I know I know where the policy is, but can we at least wait to find out why he's missing three days? Like, do you have a car accident? He's like, what's wrong? Like, that's not like him, right? So that's a big difference too. Uh, and unfortunately, like the tech piece, like, like we're talking about HR consultants, most HR consultants don't even have a website or it's hardware user experience, you know. I mean, I mean, like, 
I don't want to mention the name, but like a lot of big HR companies, you, you, you know, that if you Google, like, you know, blank HR company, customer service, or user review, I mean, it's, it's, it's dreadful, right? It's, I mean, it's horrible. Yeah. I'm like, and, and basically like, um, like all these big companies, they're all, they're all a call center, right? Yeah. You, you, so you call some random person, they might get you two weeks. Um, so kind of off the subject, I really have a cousin. I was a company down in San Antonio and she's one of the big, big companies that first started a company. And if you're telling me like, they will call like two weeks later, right? It's like, I figured out already, right? What am I spending this money for? And she finally, you know, got rid of them. I got, I got a smaller person. Actually, bought it like eternal HR, right? Mm-hmm. So this is bad for user experience, right? It's, and I have no idea how they're just doing a, still in business. But I, I think the, 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 um, the tech piece can be exciting, right? Because a lot of good tools out there, like there's a lot of good companies out there. There's a goco.co out of Houston. There's Bamboo, Bamboo HR out of, um, I believe, um, Utah, Linwood, all Utah. There's Zenefits. There's Bambi.com. There's a lot of good companies out there. And there's more enough. There's no more enough that customers for the HR companies like the, the divide the pipe, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we want to, want to do like a, if we want to do like AI solution. They're way off from there. But basically for the AI, the, the plan is like you'll pick up the phone and say, uh, Kevin's HR, what's the minimum wage in Dallas, Texas? Kevin, mm-hmm. a small business on the minimum wage is $7.25. And something more complicated like, um, Kevin's HR, I, I'm thinking about getting rid of somebody. How do I go about doing this? Small business on this outside of our scope. Here's some available apartment time to talk to your HR business partner. Which one do you like? So that's the part we see AI. Now, if you want to spend like the onboarding, you know, onboarding is like a manual, tedious process, you know. Even yeah. like you use like digital signatures and, you know, automation is still kind of slow. So how do you improve that process and cut that down, you know? So things we're trying to solve. But I don't think tech can be a good, big, big piece of that moving forward. For sure. No, I mean, the AI piece, like you said, definitely sounds exciting and it uh, would be curious to see how, how it might change the field too. kind of in a whole that technology being deployed across different, uh, different channels and different companies. Um, What is the, um, what tips can you provide either for current entrepreneurs or, or, you know, people that look up to, their own, you know, their the people that they know that might be entrepreneurs and kind of um, that whole ecosystem and, and kind of like a typical day, if you will, of an entrepreneur and kind of the grind that's there. Yeah. yeah. One, one thing I'll say, like, if you want to be not even the entrepreneur, but like, you know, everyone has something they want to do. Like they want to learn how to play guitar or play piano or they want to climb a mountain, whatever it is, like you have to get started, right? There's no day like today, just get started, right? It's going to be horrible. You're like, you know, you're not going to know what you're doing, but there's never a perfect time, right? I mean, there's never a perfect time. You have, if you want to do it, you got to do it now, right? You got to figure it out now and do it now. Another thing I do, too, uh, like um, with entrepreneurship, there's always like, you know, oh, you're going to fail like 95% of us fail, whatever, right? So you have to expect success. You know, you have to expect, you have to expect success that you're going to make it. And then I think one thing that people don't realize, and I definitely didn't realize at first, right, is, is the time period, the commitment, right? Like, it's not six months, you know, it's, it's, it's going to take a long time. Like example, I use all those time. Like when, when Facebook first quote unquote made it like 2,910, you know, someone interviewed Mark Zuckerberg, Mark, how does it feel to be an overnight success? He's like, Oh, well, if you mean, you know, spending six years coding in my dorm room is overnight success. Well, yes, I made it right. Yeah. It's yeah. great. You know, and I, and people don't either don't realize it or they forget that it took Steve jobs and, you know, Wozniak eight years to make Apple right. They didn't just pop up one day, make a computer with millionaires, right? It took yeah. them eight years to make Apple, Apple, right? And even then, you know, they almost run a business several times, right? And all the stuff they had to go through, right? It's not an easy process. That's why I said before, like, it's important to have the support of the people around you. 
I mean, it's a grind, it's a struggle. You're like, like I, like I have a saying, I, I like to say, sometimes you crush it and sometimes it crushes you, right? And more mm-hmm. time or not, it's going to crush you, right? And you have to get back up. And yeah. like people say, like, well, how, what's a failed entrepreneur? Well, I don't think you fail as an entrepreneur until you quit. Once you quit, then you're, you know, you, you've probably failed, right? But if you can keep, and of course, sometimes you got to quit because, you know, like, you know, stuff like that, you know. But as long as you keep going, you're going to go too. Another thing I say too, like an entrepreneur, you need to find, you need to figure out a cutoff point, right? Like my cutoff point is I will never mortgage my house. Like that's my cutoff point, right? <laughs> of course, part of it is like, oh, no, my wife's cutoff part too, right? But I'll never cut off, I'll never mortgage the house, right? I All might right. take out equity loans or take out personal loans or do whatever, you know. I might, you know, I haven't, you know, just do whatever, but I've never mortgaged the house. So you need to have in your mind, what's your cutoff point? What, what, what's the line you're not going to pass, right? Is it like, I don't know. No, no, no. Is it no? I would never know going to my kids' college funds, you know, or never do this or whatever the case would be. But you need a, you need a cutoff point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Um, what is the long-term vision for Cabinets HR? Um, you know, maybe five, 10 years down the road kind of. Yeah. So, so, so big, big dreams, big vision. I want to be a, uh, I want to do IPO. I want to be a next HR tech company. So first of all, we want to put all the HR songs out of business, the bad ones. And they will want to compete with ADPs, then if it's and compete with them and, you know, take market share from them. But the, the long-term, we want to do IPO and be an HR, national HR tech company. And even long-term, you know, like I have Kevin's HR, I want to do I, long, long-term, I want to do like Kevin's HR, Kevin's Media, Kevin's Recruiting, like, like you know, something like Gary Vaynerchuk is like, you know, Vayner yeah. Recruiting, Vayner Media, yeah. you know, something like that, you know, like long, long-term, you know, but with the Kevin's to be like the baseline, like the core product of everything else. For sure. That, that might be more, that might be more fantasy than the actual reality, you know? Hey, never know. Like you said, never give up, you know, <laughs> those dreams that might be, be a reality. Um, I know you scared um, David Metzger, right? On your, on your board. Yes. So that was, that was pretty cool too. Yeah. Um, can you kind of, if you don't mind what, to the extent that you can kind of share how that came about and um, yeah. what it's been like to have him on the board as well. It's been great. So those who don't do, don't know who David Metzger is. So, he owns a company called Sports Farm Market with Warren Moon. He came as a big time sports agent and stuff. And, you know, I'm sure everyone who's Gary Vaynerchuk is. David Metzger is actually one of Gary Vaynerchuk's business advisors. Uh-huh. And so how I found Gary, Gary um, I mean, David Metzger, and I'm always like Googling stuff, searching for pitch competitions. And I found a pitch, he, he does a two minute pitch competition called David Metzger Two Minutes Pitch Competition. So I entered it, I, you know, I, I, I was set to compete. And things that back is September, August, September, and I and I finished finished second. And, and for those who don't know, pitching two minutes is it's, it's pretty hard, right? It's, it's it makes you really concise and tell you want. So I did it in two minutes. I got second. So finished second. I got a year of free coaching. It's like group coach, Facebook coach, or whatever. And so I'm also a part of a, a group called Bunker Labs. So Bunker Labs we're a nonprofit. We have military veterans start companies. We have chapters all across the nation. The headquarters in Chicago. So I have one of the veteran residents here in Seattle. Veteran residents, VIR. It's a partnership with us, Bunker Labs, and WeWork. WeWork gives us like free space and we do like weekly huddles, like connect with different people, whatever. And so I asked David Metzger through his like him, his like a, uh, this is not a personal assistant, like a, maybe a, an admin assistant, or like a whatever it is, like Jake Fleshner. Send about the email, hey, you know, I know I just came on the, the coaching program, blah, blah, blah. Tell him what I did. Man, it'd be great if you come, because David's like real positive, right? Like really, really positive, right? Mm-hmm. You come in and talk to my VR group, right? About whatever you want to talk about. And like, yeah, I can give you 20 minutes, fine. So he talked and he actually take like an hour and a half, right? Cause people ask him questions, they really engage, right? So did that. And then the person, like I'm a volunteer, the person above us, uh, Renee Bob, she's like the regional director then. 
she's in charge of putting together like a, we do a national summit and we need a, a keynote speaker, right? And so after that, I said, hey, how do you think David Almeida did? It was great. I said, hey, you know, he might be a great, you know, speaker for the national summit. He's like, you know what, Jason, you're right, right? So he, he ended up, that, he didn't speak because kids didn't write, but I was able to, hey, you know, I, I was able to connect him to VR and maybe I could speak and get it right. So mm-hmm. then my mind gave me like value several times, right? Then I was able to go to him, hey, David, you know the best or whatever, but can you be a, be a board of advisor, right? And he, and he said, yes, right? So I think he was like, like, you had to, like, you had to get like value, 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 you know? And, and yeah. but it's definitely, I mean, like people like pitch, like you have never met you on board. Like how you, how the hell you pull this off, right? Mm-hmm. And like, it goes to the thing, like, you know, what's the same grain, grain, grass, you the saying, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. I could easily now enter anything, right? So, and yeah. the other thing I too, like when you're doing this, this startup stuff, what you're doing now, you're not going to know how it's going to play, play off later on. Cause everything I've done successfully or negatively, I can backtrack at six, seven steps from like a meeting with this person or this or whatever. It's always all goes back to networking, I think. Yeah. But David, David Mitchell has been great. Actually, uh, so we did a two minute pitch back in September. It's like somebody's figuring out. He actually turned that to a TV show. So I filmed that last week. So oh, nice. the TV show is, is going to be out in June uh, on Bloomberg TV and Amazon Prime Video. And to be transparent and honest, I, I, I didn't do that good, right? I, I, him and, and, and like him and other people like blasphemy, right? So, I mean, it's all good or good, right? It's a good experience though, but that'd be out in June. For sure. No, that, that's awesome. I'll, I'll uh, be sure to look out for that. Sounds exciting. Um, then the last uh, two questions kind of surround HR as well. Um, with students that are looking to get into HR, um, knowing with um, kind of knowing with your background and experience, what uh, if they were to ask you kind of for guidance, what would be some of the tips you would provide them with to kind of navigate? Yeah, the that's a good question. So first thing, I was at the top of my head, I can think of 10 people out of college recently with HR, degree, master's HR, I can't find a job, right? So first I'll say, you gotta be realistic. It's gonna be tough for you to find a job, right? Those HR people like 20, 15, 20 years experience are having trouble finding a job. So you might have to take a job as a customer service person or salesperson or something you don't want to do to make internet and meet. So you gotta, you gotta really gotta realize that, right? Uh, another thing too with HR people, for some reason, a lot of companies would have someone with new HR, they'll put in recruiting. And recruiting and HR is not the same thing, right? And there's something wrong with recruiting. You gotta remember, they might put in recruiting and say, well, this is recruiting for two years. At that tenure in two years, you still don't have HR experience. You have recruiting experience. It's a difference, right? So they'll be, like I say, economics is based on what you have to do. So just, you know, you might just think of recruiting to be aware of that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, biggest thing I would say with, with uh, if you have an HR job or trying to find an HR job, man, you have to do some internships. You have to put yourself out there, right? Like, I think with the HR community, HR, the leadership, like we we'll call them HR people, the big wigs, they're all on Twitter. So if you are in HR, you have to be on Twitter, right? Uh, that's, that's how HR people communicate. Uh, and there's so many ways to network. There's a, there's, so the Society of Human Resources Manage, like the big HR organization sky. Each Wednesday, there's a thing called Twitter chat. And so Twitter chat makes you go on Twitter, you have a conversation. So each Wednesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time, two Wednesdays have like ex, different experts come in. And uh, they might talk about what's like diversity, inclusion, or recruiting, or benefits. And so the day before, they post eight questions on their website. And at noon, they start posting the questions like, you know, diversity, inclusion. What, what is your company's diversity inclusion plan or why is this important? Or like, that's the basic question, right? And everyone answers them and the expert like puts it like these two cents in, right? And what's great about it, usually it's like 200, 250, 200, 250 HR people on the right. And what you do, you, you follow everyone, right? You make comments, you like it. So you instantly build your network. So there's that. And then there's another one called um, HR, hashtag HR for all. It's done by a lady named Nicole 
Garetti out of um, Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale, um, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And she's actually a marketing person, but she's combined HR marketing. So <laughs> her Twitter chat is once a month on Tuesday at 3 p.m. I think I'll send the information, but it's basically like, you know, more like a diversity inclusion, you know, well, social media for HR, right? And she does a thing she thought I called um, the most, I'm getting this wrong, the most 100 inclusive HR people, right? So anyone who does something to make HR more inclusive, right? Wherever that may be, right? Mm-hmm. It's on the list. It makes a big deal. And she actually just got uh, sponsored by uh, Goco HR, which is a big deal. It's just, just stuff like that. There's another guy named Josh Rock out of Ohio. Every Monday, he does a Twitter chat. That's how people find jobs. Each Monday, he finds 10 recruiters and basically answer all basic HR questions right, to find a job. But it's very hard to find an HR job right now. I mean, in period, right? Because, you know, I hate to say it, like, I mean, this is sound bad. No, we'll say like the, all the old school HR people, hell is on job, you know? And, and so it's, it's very hard. I would definitely say if you can't do internship, right? You got to network, you know? Like, I'll, I'll tell people, not even there's HR, I don't think too about HR. Like, a lot of HR people, like, they'll send like thousands of resumes, like, in different HR jobs. I would recommend find an industry you want to work in, right? Do you want to be in tech? You want to be in the fitness industry. You want to be, you know, social media. Find the industry and learn the industry, right? You got to be a business person, right? Too many HR people are like, I'm an HR person. Well, no, you're a business person, right? You got to learn the mm-hmm. business because, you know, impress them in the business and they're, you know, falling over their HR later on. So you, so you got to do that. Another thing too, like, you got to do like stuff different. Like I, I advise people like, you know, if you're networking, like a college, you look around, everyone's your same age, same degree. Do you really think you're going to find a job there? Like, probably not, right? Like, do something different, right? Like, I advise people, and it's kind of off the wall, like, go to a chamber of commerce, go to a rotary club, you know, go to the Lions Den. Well, I'll be the only, only college student there. Exactly. You'll be the only college student right there. And they're going to go to you and say, what is this person doing here, right? And, you know, why not go to the chamber of commerce? Those are people who own the companies, right? Correct. And, I, mean, you have to, I mean, you have to do things differently. And it's, it's a grind, right? I mean, it's, you know, finding a job is a full-time job. But definitely, if you're in college, man, if you're in college, try to get internships, right? And like we won't get into like paid unpaid internships thing, you know, that's a different conversation, but any way to get experience, right? You, you got to do it. And you know, more people know the better, right? Because you know, mm-hmm. most recruiters, they're going to go through LinkedIn. People look for jobs, they're going to LinkedIn. They're going to LinkedIn and like you have like 25 connections and you don't know nobody, they're going to probably pass you up. Or if you know like, if you probably, you know, 25 people the same, they're going to call that person up. What do you know about, you know, Jason Cabins, you know? Yeah. But it's, I would definitely tell people that, I mean, being realistic, it's going to be hard to find a job in HR. It's, it's not easy, right? It's, it's not easy at all. You got to have expectation. Expectation is probably the biggest thing I always say. For sure. No, completely understand. Um, good, good tips there as well. And, and yeah, obviously internships, um, you know, even if like to your point, if they're unpaid or, or if it's something else that at least provides like a foundation, at least for, for a starting point. Um, Cause everyone has to start somewhere. You know, there's all these big time HR people like this, Steve Brown, um, Kirsten Griggs, um, Sarah Morgan. There's a lot of people out there and they want to help you, right? But you have to reach out and connect to them, right? You guys say, hey, hey, Steve Brown, I've been following you on social media. Like Steve Brown, he does like a blog. He's a board member of a board director of Society of Human Resource Management. He has a podcast. He has like two books. He's, he's out there, right? And people like that, you just reach out to them like, and they're going to help you out the best you can. But you have to ask. You have to like, you know, be vulnerable, so to speak, right? Does that yeah, make any sense? For sure. Being uh, comfortable with the uncomfortable, as they say. Yes. Yeah. Um, sounds good. So the last question that I have is, and it's kind of a fun one, I guess. Um, what's your favorite aspect of being an entrepreneur? Oh, man, that is a good one. 
Sometimes there is no favorite aspect, right? Because you're like, man, what am I doing here, right? <laughs> man, this sure. sucks. Like off the subject, I remember, um, like, you know, we all think of Elon Musk, you know, he's SpaceX, Tesla, doing all these great things, the superstar genius, you know, the 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 um, Da Vinci of our age. And he, he had an interview on a podcast, or maybe it was a live stream, it was something, right? And, and the guy asked, how you doing? How, how you doing, Elon? I said, how's life? He, he looks for, you know, he always pauses. He paused. Right now, my life sucks. Like, you do not want to be me right now. And like, he was like, what? You just lost SpaceX. What are you talking about? Don't worry about you. Like, it wants to be you. No, actually, you don't want to be me right now. My life sucks, right? And yeah. so, yeah, and you, I think you got to keep that in mind, right? Like, this stuff does suck, but there's a lot of positive about it, right? Like, like if you're an entrepreneur, you're doing the right reason. You, well, you're trying to solve a problem, or you're trying to make the world a better place. It could be a small problem, a big problem. So, I mean, that is a lot of fun, you know, and, you know, putting yourself out there is a lot of fun, you know, be, you know, being on social media, doing stuff like that, meeting great people. That's a lot of fun. And, you know, this, I think there's a balance too, you know, to all this stuff, you know, but it, it is fun, you know, for the most part, you know, don't be worried. There's some days like, you know, man, this, this nine to five job looks pretty good right now. Or like <laughs> me just, you know, staying at home, drinking beer all day long, you know, watching TV sounds pretty good too, you know, right? For sure. But, for I mean, sure. but it, it is fun, right? And this, like, I like to learn, right? That's the stuff I learned. Like, like before I became an entrepreneur, like I didn't know what Google Analytics was, you know, podcasting, social media, like financials, you know, just you learn so much, you know, and there's so much to learn too. Like, like um, off the subject again, but there's a, I can't remember his name, this guy, like the startup expert, he did a thing. Someone asked him a core, what's that we do as an entrepreneur every day? And he, and he, and he uh, answered like, well, first I'm presuming you want to build like a billion dollar company and I must presume you have to eat six, eight hours a day. Here's the six things you have to do each day. So he's like, he had one hour marketing, one hour building the product, one, all these one hour, right? And then he like, you know, hopefully you know this is sarcastic, right? Because there's yeah. no way you're going to spend this one hour building a product <laughs> or one hour doing this. You're not going to do six nights right a day, right? Basically, you got to, basically, he said, you know, you got to figure this out yourself, right? For these sure. These things you try to, try to do, right? Yeah. But I mean, it, it is fun, you know? Ho hopefully everyone who's doing this, they're having like 90% fun, at least 90% fun, you know? For sure, no. You always gotta balance it out with uh, with fun and and reality, as they say. <laughs> so. and, and, and that's another good point too with entrepreneurship. Like it's a roller coaster road, right? Like, and it'll be in the same day, right? Like within within minutes, like you get some great news. Oh man, this is great! And then get another call. Man, these customers cancel, right? You know, how am I gonna right. do this? You know, it's like yeah, you gotta have an even kill. You have some. Uh, you know what? I think as people think people don't talk about more as entrepreneur. You have some. You have to have some kind of emotional balance, right? You guys have some kind of emotional stability to go with all the roller coaster, right? Because it's some, it's some pretty low lows and some high highs, right? It's hard to keep even cure, right? Another thing, like I'll tell people too, like you're never as bad as you know you think you are, and never as good as you think you are either, right? Yeah, for sure. No, absolutely. All of that is is true, and uh, yeah, I mean a lot of highs and lows, and it's it definitely involves kind of having thick skin to kind of go through those yeah. highs and those lows. You definitely need thick skin for all the nose you're gonna hear. For sure. No, I mean, I, I hear you. I mean, I, when we first started out, heard a lot of no's, so it definitely takes some, some grit and determination to kind of persevere to the, through those tough moments as well. So, so sounds good. Thank you, Jason, for, for being on. I greatly appreciate it and uh, appreciate your time. Oh, thank you. I really enjoyed this. It was a lot of fun. Thanks. Thank you again for listening to this episode of the Jason Cabinets Experience. We're asking for your support for our rewards-based crowdfunding campaign for Cabinets HR, either through your donation or by sharing this link with your networks. 
We are doing a rewards-based crowdfunding campaign to continue the build-out of Kevin's HR. Go to https colon backslash backslash cabinetshr.co slash crowdfunding for more details and to donate. Thanks for your time today and remember to be great every day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Jason Kavnis Experience. Be sure to connect with us across social media at Kavnis HR. Thank you and remember to be great every day. Don't you know, pump it up, you've got to pump it up, don't you know, pump it up.